It's time for Real Talk with Brian and Dan, the weekly talk radio show dedicated to discussing important real estate topics, plus insight into the local community. With a combined experience of over 50 years as local real estate brokers from the Eastside Real Estate Team at Keller Williams Realty Bellevue. Here's your hosts, Brian Levitt and Dan Edwards. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 KKNW. It is Wednesday, January 22nd, 1920. 19. 1920s, the good old <laughs> rip roaring 20s. 2020, gosh, I got to get used to that. We are so glad you joined us today. Now, as you know, you're listening to us live on the radio, but you're welcome to uh, watch our live stream. Just Google 1150KKNW and find that YouTube channel. And if you're listening to past episodes, you can um, listen to them on uh, Google Podcast and Apple Podcast, anywhere podcasts are syndicated. And we do have past uh, videos and audio of our past broadcasts available on the Eastside Real Estate Team.com's website. So now that all that's out of the way, we would love for you to share or follow us on any of those platforms. And we got a great show again today. We're going to be talking to Zach Davis of Window Works Property Services and Scott Milborn of Advocates Law Group, PLC, PLLC. Now, but as always, before we get to our guests, we're going to have some real talk. And today's real talk segment, we're going to have the questions that you should ask before making that step into buying the dream of owning a home, buying the dream home you want to own in 2020. That came out really wrong. So That's okay. We get it. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. Now, if you're thinking about buying your dream home this year, the first thing you should do is interview a couple of real estate professionals to understand what goes into it. Yeah, like Dan and Brian. Like, yeah, Brian and Dan or Dan and Brian, either yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, that works. Uh, both. And once you've got that covered, here are some of the questions you should ask. So usually the first thing I hear from a uh, potential buyer is, how can I better understand the process and how can I uh, determine what I can afford? Mm-hmm. So what uh, Dan and I like to do is we like to schedule um, an interview where we sit down and just discuss in depth um, the the process of buying a home um, and the financing and you know, basically everything. We view it as an education process, but uh, um, mainly the process of buying a home is not one to enter into lightly. You need to decide on key things like how long you plan on living in the area, mm-hmm. um, school districts, you know, if school districts are a priority, um, what kind of commute works for you. And, and speaking of commute, we have some great tools in terms of calculating commute times. Yep. So it kind of changes the dynamic of how many people look for a home. And not the least of which we talked about is how much you can afford to spend. Keep in mind before you start the process to purchase a home, you also need to apply for a mortgage unless you're a cash buyer. The seller kind of expects that a buyer actually has the ability to buy. So that's something uh, that we look at. Um, part of determining what you can afford is looking at, uh, of course, income but also your credit history and um, your uh, debt load. You know, what your, uh, what your debts look like. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, lenders look at is, of course, the ability to repay, but they're looking at uh, your payment habits, paying your student loans, credit cards, car loans, and um, um, the payment history if you're paying them on time. Um, anyway, most uh, brokers have loan officers they can refer you to, and it's always best to go with a known quantity. So yeah. working with somebody that is recommended by your broker is the best. <clears throat> According to Consumer Reports, um, financial planners recommend limiting the amount that you spend on housing to 25% of your monthly budget. That's kind of hard to do. I think for me, Dan, mostly what yeah. I'm seeing is 30 to 35%. Yep. But uh, bottom line, it, it's just got to be a number that works uh, for your 
Yeah, and I think there's a lot to unpack in that first one and why it's really important. Um, our market, as we've talked about the last couple of weeks, is going to, it's going to, like you're going to be shot out of a cannon. You're going to really have to have your stuff in order in order to be able to compete with other potential buyers out in the marketplace. So by, by sitting down with uh, somebody like Brian or myself, we could really allow you to fully understand. And I know there's a lot of folks out there that are new, first-time home buyers, um, and they're going to spend a lot of money. They're going to spend a lot of money, and they need to understand the process. And, and uh, Brian, how much do you charge for that sit-down? Oh, that's a, a free consultation. Free, free consultation. It's, a free, like, it's an interview where, you know, basically I'm deciding if I want to work with a buyer, and they're deciding if I'm the good match for them. Yeah, it's, and, it's uh, really it's a no meet and greet. Right. And really, you get 38, 39 years of experience from Brian and 14 from me, plus, you know, all of his experience as well. So it's 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 a very key part of whether or not you should even buy a rent is to at least sit down and vet the process completely. So uh, number one is all of that. Number two is how much do I need for a down payment? Um, we know that there are a lot of different options and resources um, ways to uh, reduce the amount that you think you need for an upfront down payment. So if you're concerned about saving for a down payment, uh, s- start small and be consistent. One of the things I did before I purchased my first house years ago was I pretended like I was making that mortgage payment now. So even though my Smart. rent was only 237 because I was living in a house with four guys, um, it was cheap rent, but I took the other 1800 and just put it in a savings account, right? So that I knew that I could actually afford that monthly monthly rent. So number three, Brian. Saving takes time. Practice living on a budget. One of the things that I recommend is people, you know, you typically don't get a, uh, a budgeting class in high school or college. Right. You know, go uh, uh, get some counseling, get a class. I know that uh, Dave Ramsey has a really terrific course on uh, money management. And I see that some uh, lenders, I think BECU has uh, a program out there for, uh, um, for this. So uh, as tempting as it is to settle uh, in each morning with a fancy cup of coffee from your favorite local shop, putting that daily spend towards your down payment will help accelerate your path to homeownership. So that's part of living on a budget. It's little things that add up and it's little things that count. So start trying to live on a slightly tighter budget so you can do the saving you need to do. Um, so a survey of millennial spending shows 70% of would-be first-time home buyers uh, will cut spending on spa days, shopping, and going to the movies in exchange for purchasing no, a home. Not spa days. Spa days? No, I need and spa summer, days. No more avocado toast. No more avocado. No. <laughs> it's got to stop there. <laughs> so I don't need to cut all the fun out of your, of your uh, lifestyle. Making smarter choices and limiting your spending in areas where you can slim down will make a big difference. So, Dan, what's the bottom line? So, the bottom line is if homeownership is on your dream list this year, take a good look of what you can do to prioritize to help get you there. Um, let us, let's get together. Let's talk about the steps, your next steps, whether it's buying in 2020 or saving in 2020 to buy in 2021. One of the things Brian and I pride ourselves on doing is being there as advocates for homeownership. And that, that starts well before you write your first offer. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, that concludes our Real Talk segment for today. And if you're interested in this and other topics that we've covered in our Real Talk segment, please check out our blog at theeastsiderealestateteam.com slash blog. If you'd like to talk with us directly about your real estate questions, feel free to contact us at 425-200-4093. Thanks for listening. Next up, we'll be speaking with our lender for our Mortgage Moment segment. So stay tuned after this commercial break and hear more about the market. 
about the lending market for Ram at Movement Mortgage. Come on back after this break. Did you know when you pay rent, you're actually paying someone else's mortgage? Are you tired of missing out on owning your own home? Fact, homeowners on average have 40 times the financial net worth of renters. The Eastside Real Estate Team has been helping many first-time homebuyers find and buy their first home. They specialize in customer service and put you first. They listen first to what you're looking for and then they take the time to make sure their clients understand every aspect of the home buying process. If owning a home has been your dream, the Eastside Real Estate Team can help you. For a free, no-hassle consultation, call 425-200-4093 or find them online at the Eastside Real Estate Team.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Did you know that on average, staged homes sell 70% faster than non-staged homes? At Simply Staged, they help you escalate your goal of selling your home fast. Whether you are looking for a refresh of your current home or trying to prepare for selling, Simply Staged has you covered. They won the Best of House 2019 award. Their work won in the customer service category as their portfolio includes some of the most consistent reviews on house in 2018. At Simply Stage, they go above and beyond to ensure they listen and prepare your home to appeal to a broad audience. If you are thinking of preparing your home for sale or just want some fresh decorating ideas, contact Tracy at Simply Staged at 425-442-0339 and visit their website at simplystaged.design. Are you launching a business but don't know how to start? Scott Milburn is an entrepreneurial business slash real estate attorney and a business person. He assists entrepreneurs in getting started in business. Scott has practiced law since 1981, and he spent several decades also working with early stage technology companies in business roles, including COO, business development, and sales. There are very few business lawyers who have also run businesses like Scott has. Contact Scott with Advocates Law Group, PLLC, at 206-890-0491. That's 206-890-0491. Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Real Talk with Brian and Dan. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. It's now time for our Mortgage Moment segment. And during this segment... We will talk uh, with Aram of Movement Mortgage to kind of discuss what they can expect with regards to renting versus buying based on our current financials. So, welcome back to the show, Aram. Hello, and good to have you. Well, good, to, good to be here. Thank you. Hey, it's good hey, to it's be good had, to have huh? you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Aram, uh, talking about uh, comparing rent to uh, renting to buying, what's the average rent for a three-plus bedroom apartment in King County, and how does that compare with the mortgage payment? Yeah, in King County, the currently it's averaging about twenty seven hundred for three plus bedroom. Four bedroom goes about to thirty two hundred, and that's average home price as well. If you're going to um, rent a house, that's probably going to be around three thousand dollars as well. Wow, three thousand! Wow. Mm-hmm. So really, the 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 difference between the two is a couple of hundred bucks. I mean, I know that 
every dollar can matter. But like we were just talking in the previous segment, Brian, if somebody were to eliminate some of those, uh, the uh, avocado toast alone would probably yeah, save probably them the difference, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so with that in mind, okay, we've got about a $300 delta. What are the hidden benefits of home ownership? Well, the hidden benefits is, number one, is equity gains. Um, mm. That's something that is not visible right away, but over the years it accumulates and can accumulate aggressively in some markets. And also uh, tax write-offs, um, potential write-offs with interstate as well as taxes. Well, that's great. Yeah. Ram, how can real estate be used to support retirement? Once again, uh, many retirees are going into the equity. Um, if you leave for, you know, in a house for nine plus years, uh, you know, in certain cases, you can accumulate hundreds of thousands of dollars in equity. Mm-hmm. And a lot of retirees use it as uh, to generate monthly payment uh, to themselves via reverse mortgages, or simply they can sell and downsize and uh, have a pretty good, comfortable living afterwards. Yeah, That's it's great. one. Of, it's yeah. it's probably one of the only assets where you can put forward. 20% or less, and make the equity on 100% of the value of the af- asset. It's Absolutely, yes. It's yeah. leverage. And that's a great way to save for retirement, obviously. So, yeah. Rob, we got a little bit of time left. Can you give us a rate breakdown? What are rates doing this uh, this week? Rates are pretty much steady. It's still in, you know, we're hovering in uh, high threes. Um, they're, they're not fluctuating much. In fact, today uh, was a little bit of improvement. And uh, right now, it's it's a good time to buy. Rate is historically very low. And in fact, that's what drives a lot of buyers to the market. And as you know, there's not enough properties, so it's very competitive out there. But right. uh, it's a good time to buy right now. Rates are very favorable. So if, if somebody calls you right now, how long would it take you to lock them in at, at probably the best possible rate? Well, if they're in contract, uh, I can lock them in immediately. But uh, rates uh, we cannot lock without having purchase and sales agreements on hand. Right. Um, but I can certainly give them a quote um, as soon as possible. Let's say they do have a home in mind. Uh, we can lock rate immediately. So and today? Close, yes, and close close that loan within two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. All right. So to the listeners out there that are in the process or thinking about being in the process, how do they get a hold of you to make sure they lock in their rate as soon as possible? They can call me at 425-988-4123 or visit my website, movement.com forward slash aram.mutiwosov. Say that last name one more time. Uh, it is Mutiwosov. Uh-huh. It is M-A-T-E-V-O-S-O-V. <laughs> awesome. All right. Or you can give us a call here at the Eastside Real Estate Team at 425-200-4093. Brian, never been a better time to... There has never been a better time to buy. All right. Thanks a lot, Aram, for joining us today. Thanks You're very well. welcome. Thank you. All right. Have a great day. You too. Next up, after the break, we're going to have Zach Davis of Window Works Property Services joining us. Please come back after the break. Not sure if now is the right time to sell? Worried you missed the market? The Eastside Real Estate Team specializes in helping homeowners maximize their equity when selling. With our proven premier listing service, our clients have sold their homes for more money in less time than the competition. We know you have many choices when working with a real estate agent, but with the Eastside Real Estate Team, you get a team of highly qualified, experienced agents. From staging to deciding if your property is market ready for top dollar. If you're considering selling, 
call the Eastside Real Estate Team at 425-200-4093 or check out our website at theeastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Have you ever experienced being overwhelmed and uninspired when you walk into your closet filled with clothes, shoes, and accessories? Although you are surrounded by so much stuff, you still feel you have nothing to wear and can't create a fabulous outfit? All this closet clutter can lead to mind clutter. This is not a great way to start your day. Susie Cohen with Style with Susie can help you feel inspired again with a closet edit. The two of us will work together to create a curated wardrobe that will work for your lifestyle. We will go through piece by piece and decide what works, what can be reinvented, and what we need to get rid of. I will provide that second eye and give you the tools to shop smarter and find outfits that you never knew you had. My commitment is that you feel great so you can go out into the world and be your best self. Your closet is your playground, so let's have some fun. Are you launching a business but don't know how to start? Scott Milburn is an entrepreneurial business slash real estate attorney and a business person. He assists entrepreneurs in getting started in business. Scott has practiced law since 1981, and he spent several decades also working with early stage technology companies in business roles, including COO, business development, and sales. There are very few business lawyers who have also run businesses like Scott has. Contact Scott. Scott with Advocates Law Group, PLLC, at 206-890-0491. That's 206-890-0491. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. Well, you came back. I'm so happy you're listening to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 KKNW. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. Our first guest today is Zach Davis, Owner of uh, owner and operator of Window Works Property Services. Window Works specializes in window cleaning and roof maintenance. Zach only hires veterans and also has started a solar empowerment solutions company, which is a nonprofit that travels internationally to install solar energy and educate developing communities about the importance of being self-sufficient and sustainable. Zach's business philosophy is old school in its simplicity. Combine what you're good at with what you can be paid for and with what the world needs and what you love. When your profession, vocation, passion, and mission all come together, that's called ikagi, a Japanese concept which simply means reason for being. Welcome to the show, Zach. Thank you for having me. I love that introduction. Yeah. It's one of the best ones out there. I had to Google, am I saying ikagi right? I think right? so. Google started yes. answering me. Um, <laughs> I mean, the idea of doing that, especially... Your, your profession, right, which is window cleaning and roof maintenance, right? It seems a little, okay, it's, yeah, you can do that. But there's definitely a thought process and a philosophy goes into that. Before we get to that, when you're not working, what are some of the hobbies and interests that you have? Oh, uh, I grew up uh, playing instruments and kicking a skateboard around, and I still do both, but I do them mostly with my children. Nice. So, uh, yeah, that's all. We stay active, we stay outdoors, and if we're inside, we're beating around on a piano or something like that. Excellent. So it looks like you brought a helper with you today. Yes, sir. I've got a, 
Window Works employee Everett Davids with us. <laughs> he's, uh, he's our five-year-old that nice. minds the office and sometimes gets stuck in the truck. He sends out the faxes. <laughs> yeah, there you yes. go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uses the fax machine. That's the fax machine. We like to ask ask each guest a uh, memory about the home you grew up in. Where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Charlottesville, Virginia. Uh, my dad was going to school at the University of Virginia, mm-hmm. so I would just say, I mean, we grew. I grew up in employee ha- or. Uh, student housing and so we didn't do a lot around the house but we did what kids in virginia do and ride horses around and hmm. ride horses around yeah that's what they do at the school of virginia yes that crazy we, <laughs> we, yeah, we were we were pretty deep in the country out there in, in charlottesville but yeah all right that's there cool excellent so as we were talking uh you fell in love with washing windows now talk to me about how you found your way uh uh career day for high school Okay. Um, me and all my friends uh, somehow ended up on the same field trip bus for our career day options, and they took us down to Seattle to the Jackson Federal Building, and mm. they introduced introduced us to Army recruiters and Navy recruiters and Coast Guard recruiters. Um, but I saw some gentlemen dangling from the outside of the building <laughs> and explained that uh, I don't see colors, and so a lot of my options in the military are extremely limited. Um, but dangling from the roof looked great and when i spoke to them about a job and they told me you would have to take your winters off um being an avid skier i thought that i don't this is what i'm going to do perfect (laughs) so yeah and it really did stick and and it has worked out for me i I enjoy what i do awesome so you also have a nonprofit called solar empowerment solutions what is that about and how does it tie in with window works and your business model um about five, six years ago, seven years ago, we started doing uh, a lot of solar panel maintenance and got involved in the solar uh, industry, I guess you'd say, movement in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in a house that understands politics, and I started to understand how state incentive and how um, all that stuff tied into just our state. And so I, sh- I showed up to help push and set state incentive for House Bill 1048, um, and while everyone was focused on the clean energy aspect, I just was waving the flag of like we this creates jobs and i figured out a really clever way to both hire veterans and if you take what solar maintenance needs to be done once a year um and then the other business for property service that we pull off of that um it's a really good it's a really good thing we had going and we made a lot of noise there and kind of things have we haven't looked back it's been a real uh niche for my business that's that's worked out well for everyone that's Mm -hmm. awesome so So, go ahead go ahead please Oh, I was going to say, um, so let's go back to the window works. We kind of accidentally skipped forward, yeah. but what, uh, what sets window works apart from other window cleaning companies? Um, we're really, our attention to detail, I feel like is a lot better than most. We have a ton of experience and, uh, anyone can clean your windows. We sell, we hire guys on integrity first, um, we pull straight out of the army, straight out of Fort Lewis as often as possible, um. But in, in my opinion, our, our, our technicians are above and beyond anyone else in the industry. We understand exactly what we're doing and how intrusive our washing windows can be. And so we understand that you need someone you can trust in your home. And so we went to what I felt was the most credible source of, of integrity. And uh, we just it's worked for us since we started, and, and we don't plan on changing a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. And so what you're saying is you... You only hire veterans? 
Correct. We 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 pick up. A, we'll hire someone with skills on a ladder or on a roof. Basically, someone that isn't scared of heights. And we'll teach them how to clean solar panels because it's such a low-risk maintenance. You're in the middle of a roof, at the top of the roof middle. Then we'll teach you to clean gutters so you're learning how to safely operate ropes and ladders and be at the edge of the roof. And by then, you've kind of understood how to function a ladder and how to. And then we, the window cleaning education begins. So we have a clear path of getting more money, making more money, and then we strongly encourage our guys to start their own businesses. We show them how to give estimates. Um, we want everyone to own a piece of what they do, uh, because in my opinion, if you're just on a straight hourly, your, your job owns you and it, it will eventually eat you up. Mm. And so we, we like to show guys that you can do this without me, that you can do this on your own and, uh, we'd love to keep you forever. But, um, but yeah, I think it's important to show, especially an army veteran who's missed out on maybe 10 years of their twenties mm-hmm. that, that, that life with out of college degree is feasible. And uh, we enjoy the process of helping these guys make some money. So I understand you do a lot more than uh, the window cleaning and solar in terms of preparing. We're relating this back to real estate. Yes. Uh, preparing homes for sale. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we've, uh, we've worked for a lot of, um, especially Eastside real estate agents over the years, and, and with 15 years of experience have got a really good system of noticing what is wanted to be done top to bottom, from pressure washing to window cleaning to roof and gutter cleaning. Um, we've done this for long enough that we know what a real estate agent and what a photographer is looking for mm-hmm. in the pictures they're taking. And so even if we are out for someone that's about to sell their house, um, we like pointing out everything that can be done, giving an estimate, of course, if it's something we can do, but at least pointing the attention to the real estate agent of, Here's what we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, we are looking at it from the roof, and that's an angle that not a lot of people get to see it from, and so we might notice things that others don't. And, and we've, we've gotten good at it, and we are grateful for all of our real estate agent help. That is another mm-hmm. niche we've really seemed to... For, for all the listeners out there, um, Zach's using some subliminal messaging. He's now said <laughs> seeing clearly and all the different angles. I like... <laughs> and I'm like... Hold yeah. on a second. No, I, I think it's in. I don't think it's intentional. I think, but as you describe it to me, um, it sounds like the the experience from the consumer is very important to you. Correct. Tell me what it looks like. Like, walk me through. If somebody were to call you on the phone today, um, and maybe they're getting ready to list uh, their home on the market, how do you handle that process? Uh, well, the first part of the process is our office. Um, we are different than a lot of, especially window cleaning companies, as we have an office. We have an office manager. We have an office staff. Um, and so having someone that specializes in taking your information and putting it on a scheduling software that's effective is, is really important. Um, we schedule a time. I'm, uh, we get out to your house. Um, we have software built into our website that lets you generate an estimate. But at the same time, putting eyes on it and explaining to a customer or an agent everything is always what we prefer. Mm-hmm. And so we'd come out for a window cleaning estimate or even just a, hey, we're getting ready to put the house on the market. What can you do? Um, and we would take a lap around the house, take a look at everything, take some notes, give a brief explanation, and then follow up with an email and a phone call. And so, um, again, after 15 years, we've, we've put together a really good process, um, and we are fortunate enough to have really good people in all of the spots. So, Okay. So essentially, they 
call into the office or they get a free estimate from online from the website, which is windowworks.com or something? Email. We're at eastsidewindowcleaning.com. Okay. Uh, an email or a phone call, 425-957-7403. Um, and we can get out there, take a look at everything. No one necessarily needs to be home for a window cleaning estimate. Uh, and so we can do everything. Are you going to be the point person on those appointments or is it one of your one of your it's estimators? typically me but i'm 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 explaining how the estimate process goes to all of our technicians as we go so that they can do this for themselves mm-hmm. and that if they're in seattle and i'm in snoqualmie it's just tremendously more effective to get pictures and have all of our people do this work and typically how quickly do they get back to the consumer about what needs to be done um Immediately, we like to get our estimates done inside of 48 hours, typically 24. Okay. Um, but we are at your house, and we're following up with the email and the estimate. You'll have it in your uh, on your email that that evening at the latest. Okay, awesome. So, circling back to the solar aspect, do you guys do solar installations? Um, we work for a number of the solar installers in Western mm-hmm. Washington, um, yeah. and and through that, in a very roundabout way, we raise money uh, for our cause. Mm-hmm. Our cause being, uh, we hire veterans. We teach them how to, to, to do what we do and to uh, function independently. And then as well, while we raise money throughout the year, we take everyone once a year to South America. Um, we have 15 projects done down there, and we take our, our technicians down to install. Um, in my mind, at the beginning of this thing, it was a really good way to balance the scales that a combat veteran, mm. the kind of the cards they've been dealt. Mm. Um, and in installing solar, especially in Peru, um, you really get a a different perspective and a a healthy perspective. Um, And it works. Our guys come back happy and, and, and most importantly to me, they're, they're, they're sold on the cause. And so you're not going to work just making money. You you understand more of what everyone's doing and everyone's functioning towards both putting money on a paycheck and this bigger thing, bigger picture. Yeah. Yeah. Looking outside yourself. Yeah. That's that's big. Yeah. and, And it's great really like seeing a guy come home from a trip is, is is the best part just seeing that uh the kind of that change and that development in a smile <laughs> this is the best way to put yeah it. we have a we have a solar installer coming on in a week or two oh, i nice. can't remember Good. um i started chatting with my mother-in-law she moved down to arizona and um built had a house built decided to put that on too because obviously in the summertime they're running that air conditioning like nonstop, and it cut her bill uh down to like a th- like less than a third in the summertime. And then in the wintertime, I mean, they're not even using that much heat anyways, right? right. Um, the interesting thing is they shared with me is that in the Northwest, it's actually more efficient to use solar because the panels don't need to be cleaned as much as they do in Arizona and California because they've got all the dust and stuff. So, you know, train your technicians and send them to Arizona. They'll be cleaning up. Well, there's literally. a 2017 <laughs> uh, study out by the University of Southern California that shows that after a year, you're basically sitting on a 7% decrease and in 18 months. Uh-huh. You're looking at almost 12 to 13, and that's including Washington. And anyone that thinks mm. that in Washington, a solar panel cleans itself right. because of all the rain can just look through a skylight and, <laughs> and see <laughs> yeah. that a horizontal surface. Algae comes in. Wreck, yeah, dust, yeah. pollen. Yeah, and yeah. so Washington solar is really efficient because solar operates efficiently in in less heat that's so what it was too yeah correct and so you're retaining and creating a lot of kilowatt hours worth of power um and yeah it's just washington seems to be slow to catch on to the solar craze take I think. that california <laughs> so when you clean them is that efficiency restored correct so it's it's not a 
degradation of the panels. It's just the the uh, cleaning dirt, off of the dirt. The dirt, the dirt yeah, correct. And so yeah. it just is a, a slow buildup of pollen dust that, um, you know, accumulates and after a year, yeah. and especially if you're getting a, a state incentive check, there's oh, more yeah. benefit in cleaning the panels in, in waiting. And so that's where we huh. try to grab some. Good to know. That's awesome. Zach, uh, great conversation. We love aligning ourselves with business partners like yourself. That's uh, right. It's a great introduction to our clients that are getting ready and that are living in a home. I know clients that have uh, solar panels. Again, what's the number? What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Uh, you can call us at 425-957-7403. Um, we are Window Works. We're out of Snoqualmie, Washington, but we service everywhere from Seattle, Bellevue, Everett, um, on south down Tacoma. Um, and uh, our nonprofit is Solar Empowerment Solutions. Uh, we are solarempowermentsolutions.org, and uh, you can check out everything we're doing right there as well. All right. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Zach. All right. Next up after the break, we will have Scott Milborn with Advocates Law Group, PLLC, who will be discussing the fundamentals of starting a business. Come on back. Did you know when you pay rent, you're actually paying someone else's mortgage? Are you tired of missing out on owning your own home? Fact, homeowners on average have 40 times the financial net worth of renters. The Eastside Real Estate Team has been helping many first-time homebuyers find and buy their first home. They specialize in customer service and put you first. They listen first to what you're looking for and then they take the time to make sure their clients understand every aspect of the home buying process. If owning a home has been your dream, the Eastside Real Estate Team can help you. For a free, no-hassle consultation, call 425-200-4093 or find them online at theeastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Are you tired of waking up in the morning asking yourself if there will ever be enough time to get everything done? Are you tired of feeling stressed and overwhelmed in your business? Are you tired of not living the life you want to live? Then act now. Join Tina Mitchell at her next complimentary one-time your business eight-week burn. It's a live virtual online course to take your time management, business efficiency, and lead generation to the highest level possible. Tina Mitchell here, your time management and business efficiency coach. I help business professionals take control of their business so they can take their life back. Go to OneTimeYourBusiness.com and join me for our powerful eight weeks for my complimentary course. Again, that's OneTimeYourBusiness.com. Are you launching a business but don't know how to start? Scott Milburn is an entrepreneurial business slash real estate attorney and a business person. He assists entrepreneurs in getting started in business. Scott has practiced law since 1981, and he spent several decades also working with early stage technology companies in business roles, including COO, business development, and sales. There are very few business lawyers who have also run businesses like Scott has. Contact Scott. Scott with Advocates Law Group, PLLC, at 206-890-0491. That's 206-890-0491. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Welcome back to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 KKNW. 
I'm Brian. I'm Dan. Our next guest is Scott Milburn with Advocates Law Group, PLLC. Scott is an entrepreneurial attorney and senior business executive who brings a unique combination of legal and business experience to his clients. He began his career in the Justice Department in 1981, and he has been in private practice in the Seattle area since 1985. Doing business and real estate law, Scott has also spent several decades in business positions in early-stage technology companies, and he continues to provide part-time business assistance to startups. Welcome to the show, Scott. Thank you. Happy to be here. So tell us, what are you doing when you're not practicing law? Well, let's see. Uh, Tasting and collecting good wine. Nice. uh, There you go. Cooking. Cooking. Going to Maui every couple months. Okay. A couple months, nice. <laughs> Those kinds of things. You got a favorite local winery? Um, a number of them. DeLille is certainly one of my DeLille's favorites. DeLille's a good one, yeah. yeah. But Great. there are a lot of good ones out in Woodman. And you go down to Walla Walla, too. Oh, so. yeah. There you go. Awesome. So we like to ask our guests, since uh, this is a show about real estate, but it's a show about living in homes, tell us about the home you grew up in. So I grew up in a suburb of Washington, D.C., right across the river from D.C., and uh, it was an old uh, two-story brick, typically brick homes back there. And one memory I have of it is there was an oak tree in the side yard that was, to me, felt like it was 500 feet tall. Huh. Uh, and I used to climb up it. So I would climb up to the peak of the of the roof, like a two-story house plus roof. I was actually climbing up to about the peak of the roof, which was pretty exciting. Pretty high, sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. six, seven years old. Yeah, but that's what trees are for, right? Yeah, I know. That's I right. know. Yeah. I actually remember uh, climbing up in the back of my neighbor's house. He had an evergreen tree. So we climbed to the top of one of those. Ooh. Yeah, that was great. Thank God nobody fell. But you know. Thank God your parents didn't see you. Yeah, they didn't know. <laughs> so irresponsible. DHS yeah, probably be exactly. out there taking, taking me away <laughs> if they did. So today we're talking about the fundamentals of starting a business. Uh, when does someone need a legal entity for their business? Well, there could be a variety of reasons. It could be it makes them seem more professional depending on the nature of their business. Um, there could be tax or financial benefits of having a an legal entity as opposed to operating as a sole proprietor. The biggest one typically, though, is uh, protection from liability. So, for example, if you're buying a rental home, if you buy it in your own name, if something happens, I mean, somebody could get hurt and claim that it's because you weren't maintaining the house properly, and they sue, they're suing you personally, and it goes after all your assets. Whereas if you have a legal entity like an LLC and it's properly managed, all they can get to is the assets of the entity, which would be the equity in the home. So that, that's an interesting, the second part of what you said, I think, is the most important, and it's run properly. And it's run properly, yes. Yeah, because I, I see it, I mean, Brian, you, you and I see it a lot of times. There's LLCs all across the board for ownership. Right. So do you mind if we go into that? What sure. does it look like to uh, run it properly? So there's a, so a mistake that a lot of people make is that you, anybody can go on the Secretary of State's website, and in 15 minutes, 200 bucks, you've got an LLC. Yep. Uh, if that's all you do, if you ended up, if it gets, there's a lawsuit down the road, a judge could say, you did that, but you didn't do anything else, so we're going to ignore it because you ignored it. So the, some of the th- steps that need to be taken are they have to be um, a set of documents created at the time you create the LLC, like an operating agreement. Even if you're the only member, you have to have an annual meeting every year, and it seems kind of silly, but type up a paragraph or two of minutes of the meeting. Hmm. Keep a separate bank account. Um, <clears throat> if you spend, use personal money. For the LLC, you do it just like you do with any other business where you submit an expense report and get reimbursed. So it's it's really keeping the, the separation between the business and you personally. See, I think that right there is, is more important than do. Obviously, you have to do the entity, but probably people just spend money on repairs or whatever, and that's going to... that Was it called pierce the veil of... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, of protection there that's created by not following 
the rules of an LLC as a separate entity. Exactly. Yeah. So say someone's buying a rental. Most lenders, if they're obtaining a loan, they don't want to lend to an LLC. So what's the process? Is it a matter of buying the home and then transferring it into the LLC? Well, so um, some lenders are familiar with people buying with an LLC, particularly if it's going to be a, a rental property business. Right. Um, so, I mean, there is that, and oftentimes they may require a personal guarantee of the individual. So at mm-hmm. least as to the, you, you may be, that would have them protected from liability for a lawsuit, but they're still personally liable on the, the mortgage. mortgage. Sure, of course. Um, but the, um, your suggestion about do you buy it and then transfer it, possibly, but an issue with that is technically, if I buy a, a house in my own name and then I transfer it to my LLC, that is a sale. And that often, that typically will trigger a due on sale clause. So even in a situation where the lender is amenable to that, if somebody owns a rental property in their own name and they decide I should put it into an LLC, they should check with their lender first and make sure the lender is going to say, yeah, okay, no problem. Sure. That makes sense. Interesting. Okay. So um, let's go to business types. What type of business entities are there and why should somebody choose one over another? So the, the typical ones that people would look at are a limited liability company, an LLC, like we've been talking about, or a corporate for-profit corporation. There are also nonprofit corporations and professional service corporations or professional limited liability companies for people in a learned profession, if you will. Um, typically, for most people, an LLC is the way to go. It's easier to form. It's easier to manage than a corporation. Corporations become important if it's a type of business where you're going to get investors or want to mm-hmm. have stock options, things like that. Um, so that's, so for most people, an LLC would be the way to go if they want a business. So what about an S corporation? So you hear people talking about, oh, I have an S corporation. There's actually no such animal as an S corporation. Under state law, there's just a corporation. Oh, interesting. What an S corporation means is that they have made an election with the IRS to be taxed in a specific type of way. As so you can be, if you just form an LLC or a corporation, you get taxed one way. But if you make this S election with the IRS, it's taxed differently. So it's not a it's a, a tax election, not a corporate. Yeah, it's election. not a, it's not a legal entity. There's, gotcha. there's just a corporation. Yeah. But all you all, always say that oh, I have an S corporation, so. right? Hmm. And it's just how you're electing. You get taxed, <clears throat> right. which is what what um, you get ta- the you get taxed as a partnership instead of as a corporation, which potentially has tax benefits. But that's a CPA question, so gotcha. I'm not going to gotcha. get into that. <laughs> gotcha. It depends. It depends. Yeah, it depends. <laughs> that's our CPA. That's, that's our yeah. CPA joke. Yeah, it depends. <laughs> Oh, so you asked the S Corporation one. All right. So what do entrepreneurs often overlook when they start a business? Well, it goes back to what we were talking about, about properly forming and managing the entity. It's um, People do think, oh, I can, I can form it, and then I'm set. I've got this entity. And they overlook getting all the proper documentation done and maintaining and having the separate bank account. And even something as seems as silly, again, as printing out the, the formation documents on paper and getting a little three-ring binder and keeping that because then you can walk into court if you have to and say, here's my corporate record book. Right. So okay. people overlook getting all those fundamentals done. Well, Scott, mm-hmm. do you handle those fu- fundamentals for people? I do, yeah. Okay. So essentially you, you could do the record-keeping book or well, just- so, so I like typically what I'll do if somebody wants to form an LLC is I'll do the registration with the state but also create that initial set of documents for them Give them inst- uh, I give them a memo that says, here are the things you need to do going forward. Um, so they have the instructions and they know how to manage it properly. Okay. Is there anything additional to do if there's more than one owner of the business? Um, one thing that's very important is having what's called a buy-sell agreement or a shareholder mm-hmm. agreement that basically says, if you and I are in business together, if one of us moves to Florida or whatever and wants out of the business, how do we go about doing that? Got so it. if you don't have that, you get into a fight at that time. If you have it, you say, I'm leaving 
Here's our agreement. Here's the formula. Boom, we're done. So is that where the shotgun clause goes? That's, yeah, shotgun clause is typically yeah. part of that. Yeah. <laughs> so want to expand on that yeah, for Yeah, what's the story behind the shotgun <laughs> so clause? So a shotgun clause is kind of like the old adage about how does how do you split up a big steak between two of you? One cuts it and the other one gets to pick. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Got so it. the shotgun clause basically says I go to my partner and I say, I think this business is worth a million dollars. So I'll buy you out for 500000 or you can buy me out for 500000 And my partner then says, I actually think it's worth a million too, so I'll take that deal. Or I actually think it's only worth 800000 so I will sell to you. So that's the shotgun clause. Hmm. Okay, but what's the history behind that? Do we know? You know, I actually have got to be some I actually looked story, at that right? recently. And it, there's, it's one of those things where it's kind of an old wives' tale and there's no clear explanation of where it hmm. came from. But it is an interesting story. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> All right. So, um, what are the biggest? Did I ask that one? What the biggest well, mistakes? It, it goes. Yeah, it's um, along with you know, it's all that not getting everything done properly, not okay. managing it properly. Okay. And mm-hmm. then, um, all right. So, if a business is going to have people working for it, how do they know uh, if the people are employees or independent contractors? So that there's no clear dividing line, but the tip, the basic primary rule is, if you, the business owner, are controlling how they do their job telling them you do this this way, this way, this way. If you're controlling them, they're an employee. If you just say, this needs to be done, go do it, they're more likely to be an independent contractor. Those those differences obviously have significant differences for things like taxes. Do you have to do withholding? Do you have to pay Social Security on their wages or L&I, that sort of thing? Hmm. So I've heard there's a new law regarding non-compete agreements. Um, What's going on with that? Is it law or is it like case law? It's actually a new – the legislature passed a set of statutes that went into effect January 1st that severely restricted um, the ability of a company to require a non-compete or use a non-compete with employees. Mm -hmm. So, for example, there used to be no real restrictions on it other than had to be reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you cannot have a non-compete with an employee who makes less than 100000 a year. Oh. You can't have one with an independent contractor who makes less than 200000 a year. There has to be a provision that if they get separated, you're going to pay them severance for the length of the non-compete period. Oh, so, interesting. Which is a, so a big difference. That's a big yeah. And the significant factor is it probably applies to old agreements from last year or years before. Yeah. And if a business today tries to enforce one of those agreements in a way that violates the new law, they could be subject to a bunch of penalties. So they, mm-hmm. people need to be careful about those. So it's interesting. I look at like Dan and I, we're not so concerned about one of our, one of our say, a buyer broker leaving and going independent. In fact, we help them you know, do that. We don't want them to do is take our client list. So, does that prohibit a business from protecting like a, a client list? Well, you, the business can still protect um, its confidential information, its, yeah. its proprietary information. So you can't you can't prevent them from competing, <clears throat> but you can have like a non-disclosure agreement, things like that, that that can prevent them from using. They can't take taking the client, the client list. list with them. Yeah, interesting. Non, so you can also still have a non-solicitation provision that says that they can't start a new brokerage and come back and solicit your client. That's like a confidentiality mm. agreement, Yeah, right? basically. Like this yeah. is our information yeah. and it's confidential. Um, so uh, I alluded to this at the beginning of the show. Um, why is it important? Uh, what's going on with the date and writing the date on contracts? Because I said so it was you, the 1920s, right? Right. right. <laughs> Bingo. So this year and this year only until 101 years from now, <laughs> it's an interesting little phenomena. Last year, Today is January 22nd. So last year, we w- you would write, typically, we would, in a shorthand, we'd write 1 slash 22 slash 19, the short for 2019. Right. 
If you write this year for today, if you wrote 1 slash 22 slash 20 on any sort of a legal type document, somebody could come along and add a 10 um, or a 15 or a 19 Whatever year they that, want. And they could say, oh, you actually wrote that in 2010, not 2020. Um, so it's important if, it, you know, if you're talking about a check, a government form, a contract, anything that could have legal significance, it's important for this year until December 31st to write one slash, you know, whatever, whatever, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it, it was funny because I posted that uh, little factoid early January and a lot of people commented on my post and were like, well, why is that important? I don't yeah. quite understand. How could somebody, it's like, you don't understand. You don't think like a criminal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, you, oh. you guys are all like, ah, oh, that doesn't matter. How would that be advantage? No, so, somebody so, would figure so, out some well, way well, to so make actually, it Actually, not advantage. necessarily even a, a criminal per se, but um, for example, in Washington, if you want to sue somebody on a written contract, you have six years to do it. Right. So if you have a contract that you signed in 2020, you could get sued until 2026. But if somebody backdates that contract to 2012, yep. it's like, hey, you missed your six years. Right. Wow. Right. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show today. Sure. Uh, Scott, how do uh, listeners get a hold of you? Um, the, um, my law firm website is Advocates. So it's Advocates Law Group. It's AdvocatesLG.com. Okay. Uh, and my phone number is 206-890-0491. You have any special offers uh, for our listeners? I'm happy to do a free 15-minute consultation on any sort of legal issue that I might be able to help with. Well, thank you, Scott. Sure. Appreciate it. So remember that all segments of our show are available to watch on our YouTube channel. If you're interested in learning more about any of our guests, please subscribe. Join us after the break for some final thoughts and something fun to do. We'll be right back. Not sure if now is the right time to sell? Worried you missed the market? The Eastside Real Estate Team specializes in helping homeowners maximize their equity when selling. With our proven premier listing service, our clients have sold their homes for more money in less time than the competition. We know you have many choices when working with a real estate agent, but with the Eastside Real Estate Team, you get a team of highly qualified, experienced agents. From staging to deciding if your property is market ready for top dollar. If you're considering selling, call the Eastside Real Estate Team at 425-200-4093. Or check out our website at theeastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Hi guys, I'm Tony Starr with Tony Starr Fitness, specializing in meal plans and body composition. What are your fitness goals for the next six months and do you have a plan? The time will pass with whatever you're doing, so get in contact with me now and see how you can set up a free consultation. You can reach me at TonyStarFitness.com. Are you launching a business but don't know how to start? Scott Milburn is an entrepreneurial business slash real estate attorney and a business person. He assists entrepreneurs in getting started in business. Scott has practiced law since 1981, and he spent several decades also working with early stage technology companies in business roles, including COO, business development, and sales. There are very few business lawyers who have also run businesses like Scott has. Contact Scott with Advocates Law Group, PLLC, at 206-890-0491. That's 206-890-0491. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. Welcome back. Uh, 
Thanks. Hello, hello. My name's Dan. I can't talk. Uh, welcome yeah, back to Real Talk on 11:50 a.m. KKNW. Let's get to our final thoughts of the day, Brian. What do you got? So I got a question for Scott. Scott, and I don't know if your mic's on. There you go. Did you hear about the attorney that got their real estate license? No. It's so they could kill their own deals. So <laughs> there's my realtor joke for the day. But where I'm that's going, a lawyer joke, isn't it? Yeah, it's a real estate and lawyer joke. Oh, so where I'm ouch. going with this is one of the skills that Dan and I bring to the table is knowing when our client needs an attorney. Most yeah. in a you look at the Washington real estate license law. Dan and I are licensed to practice law in a very, 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 very limited scope of filling out forms that have been created by attorneys. One of the skills we bring to the table is when we go outside of that, knowing when to say, hey, you need to have an attorney look this over. So I think uh, where I'm going with the final thought is is that is such a huge benefit to our clients is recognizing when, when we, even though I, for example, for me, I've been doing this so long, I may know the answer. Yeah, I want it on... Uh, on Scott's license. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's uh, the thing is no one when to know and no one when to know what you don't know. So, yeah. And I think uh, Scott will agree that, you know, when it comes to kind of some of the nuances of what to expect on an offer and that <clears> it's, <throat> he's not doing real estate like um, um, contracts that we're doing on a regular basis. So he doesn't see the same problems, but when it gets to a higher level, um, boy, that's really important, right? Oh, sure. Right. Yeah. All right. Great final thought, Brian. So Dan, what's fun? So something fun to do, this is actually pretty awesome, is this weekend at the uh, Museum of Flight, explore the exciting world of flight, flight, fight, uh, explore the exciting world of flight in the fun hands-on workshop offered every Saturday and Sunday. Family workshops are free with museum admission and open to all ages. Kids six and younger come with a helper, so uh, that way they can really have fun. Um, contact our interpretive programs coordinator at 206-768-7187 with any questions. So this weekend, come by and learn what it takes to go to space, participate in some astronaut training activities, and learn about the skills and technologies astronauts use when traveling outside of the Earth's atmosphere. Maybe to Mars, right? I hope so. Yeah. We're, yeah. That's going to be cool someday to see somebody <clears throat> that is. land on Mars. So that concludes our show for this week. I especially want to thank our guests, Zach and Scott, for taking the time to speak with us. It was a great show, wasn't it, Dan? Fantastic. So thank you all for listening. And before we go, I found this quote I'd like to share. People usually are the happiest at home. William Shakespeare. Right on. Thanks for listening.